Welcome to episode number 314 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, the 24th of September, 2013. That Great to see correct. you. Yeah. Phew. Well, we made it this far. All right. Yeah. Hey, how Krista. How much did I go? Hey. Hey. Yeah, how's it going? Good Excellent. Stuff? Yeah. Well, we have exciting things coming up. How about I let you know what's coming up in the newsroom? That'd be good. Everyone? Yeah. So, the iPhone 5S Touch ID was hacked within days of launch. So, like that fingerprint, you know, the hacked bad news iPhone. Um, HP is stocking Ubuntu-powered laptops in 1,500 of its stores in China. Oh! It's a happy day for Robbie. Uh, a new- Ubuntu is winning and Apple is failing. They had one, That's what I've got out one of the little so glitch. One little glitch. And you wrote this with great pride, I'm sure. Yeah, carrying on. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, a new home theater chair vibrates and pulses in time with your surround sound. Interesting. Be a good time to watch Jurassic Park again, I think. Oh, yeah. Valve has announced SteamOS, a Linux-based Steam <gasps> operating system. Robbie's excited. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Oh, what else have we got? Okay, tonight, <laughs> for all of you geeks or wannabe <laughs> geeks. So all you Robbies over there. All of you wannabe. Listen up. Tonight, we're going to be looking at the Linux terminal. Yes! We're going to be doing some bash scripting, some PHP coding that is executable. We're going to teach you all different kinds of things. Well, we're going to start with some basic stuff. We're going to get into some more advanced stuff. We're going to get into multitasking through your bash scripting. Um, So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Don't worry. It's going to be... I'm going to make it fun. Giggles with girlish glee. Yes. With girlish glee. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Crystal Wells. And Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network, if it's tech, it's here, and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Awesome. Hey, check out our mobile website. It's m.cat5.tv. All you have to do is scan that magical code. Or go to m.cat5.tv. You can listen to Category 5 TV Radio. How does that work? Category 5 TV Radio. We'll call it Category 5 Technology Radio. How's that? It's a little that? less confusing. It's a little Sounds less good. confusing. Otherwise, it'd be like, is it TV? Is you're it radio? You're watching with your ears. We're describing hmm. the awesomeness that you're seeing if you're watching the TV portion of the show. But uh, yeah, we've got all that at m.cat5.tv as well as on-demand video, live video feeds as well. Um, check that out today. Good stuff. 
I got a book from Old Salt uh, sent to us in the mail. Just wanted to say shouts out. Uh, his wife wrote a book, which uh, is something to be really, really proud of, In Gratitude for Grace. Uh, thank you for sending that in to us, Old Salt, and kudos to your wife, and congratulations on the book release. That's Very awesome. Cool. So, and it was good to see. I have been working hard on our new transcoders. Of course you Which, have. for those of you who aren't familiar with what a transcoder is, basically, uh, when we record a show, we're using encoders to record to disk, and we get one great big, what we call the master file. So it's a huge okay. file. Uh, well, it's not huge. It's one and a half gigs. So it's, it's, it's reasonably large. <laughs> then in order to get it to you at home, we have to then take the encoded file and transcode it, which is to re-encode into right. a format that is going to be supported by your device, by your computer, by your television set, however it is that you're watching. So the transcoder server takes that 1.5 gig file and converts it to all these other formats. Uh, including WebM for HTML5 streaming on our website. It's got LD files. Uh, if you're subscribed to the LD feed, uh, those are really, really tiny versions of the show, like mm-hmm. under 60 megs in order to watch the, the entire hour. We've got MP3, SD, and HD files there as well. You'll find them all at category5.tv slash RSS. And what's exciting is we're back transcoding all the old episodes and we're currently averaging about five episodes per day wow that's pretty good so the transcoding uh server has already gone back to beyond because it's going back in time right so you'll see you know some of the newer episodes are all transcoded some of the older ones are still on youtube or maybe blip Mm -hmm. tv um it has gotten back to before last christmas so very, very exciting. We're working on bringing up that average. Um, certainly the first, this was the first week that it was up and running. So um, that's going to be going up because there was some um, having to re-encode, re-transcode files because something went wrong or right. maybe I found something that I could have optimized with the script. So I've done some tweaking over the past week. Um, so five a day is pretty good, though. I think it's so. It's a good starting point anyways. Cool. I mean, it's no six a day, but... Well, we're working our way. I'm yeah. hoping that this week... Do you think I can do eight? Oh, I don't know. Eight a day. I think you should aim low and then, like, surprise yourself. We're going to try for three <laughs> with Krista's <laughs> algorithm here. What else is exciting about the new transcoder server is it means that when the show is over tonight, the episode is going to be available through our website, category5.tv, minutes following the broadcast. Cool. What? So no waiting. Less than an hour after the show, you'll be able to watch it on demand through our website. Then the transcoder server starts distributing it through to our RSS feeds, Mm -hmm. Blip TV, uh, YouTube, all those. So those are secondary, but our website will always receive it very, very quickly. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Viewers on our website want to congratulate Scorpio55 and Slip. They both hit 250 weeks of watching Category 5 TV recently. Uh, So both of them get a Bronze Crown Award, which is really cool. Kudos for that. Shiny. Uh, Raptor222 and Rob Treed uh, are just a couple of weeks off. So a couple more weeks. So keep watching, essentially. Don't quit now. And then check out your awards on our website, Category5.tv. Also, Raptor222 is very close to hitting the 5,000 viewer points mark. That's huge, folks. Wow. That's huge. Uh, What that is going to do is that's going to get you the coveted Silver Double Dagger Award, and there's only, I think, seven other people. These sound like really cool awards, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, think about all the viewers of Category 5, and only seven other people have this award. Do they legit get, like, a a little dagger? It's like, yeah, on their profile. Yeah, sorry. 
It's not as cool as she makes it sound. It is coveted, though. And we congratulate our viewers for having achieved those. And if you are watching the show tonight and you've got a really cool rig and you want to show us what it looks like and how it is that you're watching the show, hey, make sure you set up a picture, uh, camera, take a picture of yourself watching the show with your setup, and send that our way. Uh, it's live at Category5.tv, and we'll send you 100 viewer points for sending that in. Uh, so that's another way for you to be able to get some viewer points. I think we should say... Uh, Hello to some of our new viewers as well. Yeah, looks like we have a lot. We've a few got, this week, eh? Uh, Eek a mouse. Eek a mouse. Well, he says it way more fun than me. We had a do mouse you have to this say week. It every time like that? Absolutely. Oh. How do you like that? <laughs> actually, I'm I did. Out I did hear D. about the mouse, but I couldn't actually watch the video. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have surveillance in the studio, uh-huh. uh, of course. Um, we have a surveillance camera in the new studio as well, mm-hmm. monitoring everything that goes on, and. I, I, we are working on it, right? So I go back in time on a couple of the videos to see, you know, how the progress is going. Yep. And sure enough, it's motion activated. So lo and behold, the first video that I click on, there's a, a mouse scampering along in just the, in the rafters. Out. Yeah, just checking things out. So, um, so we <laughs> set a humane trap, and we're going to release them somewhere. Uh, it, it, where's in the wilderness. maybe your front yard? Oh, or, good, good. Know, just somewhere safe. Yeah, somewhere yeah. nice like somewhere that. Somewhere he'll be well cared for. A lucky mouse. Yep. <laughs> Moving on, also Eek, welcome mouse, I said. to Carrie e- Elias. Elias? Carrie Elias, I oh, would guess. That sounds more logical. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um, Irvin Sodaskamini? You should probably try to tackle some No, I'll let you keep that one. <laughs> Irvin Sotosgma. Welcome. I'm very, very sorry. We're trying. <laughs> All right, who else have we got? Ahanga Race. Nice to yes. have you joining us. Jawad. Jawad. Hey. Welcome. Tuvok, which is kind of like Tuvok in his teenage years when he was he had the spiky hair to match the spiky ears. Tuvok. I don't know who that is. Tuvok? She's so illogical. <laughs> Imagine some Star Trek reference. Yes, Star Trek. I don't. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's all I need to know. That's enough for me. We'll fix her yet, folks. No. <laughs> okay, who's after Two Rock? Ah, Na- Nagy, Nagy, nine nine nine. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the show, Daryl one hundred Nizgi, Nizgi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> too many consonants. Myo- too few vowels. Myothanu. Sebastian welcome. Anders. Marvelous Meerkat. Welcome. Z-J-M Cassia K. They're really hard names in here. I think you do this on purpose, don't you? Jot's been registering all these. <laughs> Let's see if we can stump them. <laughs> B-Z-E Claire X-F-N. And, thank you for this one, I'm going to wrap up with saying greets to our latest registrant on our website, Peter C. Oh, that was a tough one. Welcome to the show. <laughs> We're going to get an email from him and say, no, it's Peter. Yeah. <laughs> one word <laughs> get it right man you did it wrong that's oh, how it goes we tried yeah thanks for registering on our website category5.tv we love having you as a part of our community it's absolutely free and uh, you can join just by going to www.category5.tv we want to thank also our viewers who have donated this week uh, be it toward just paying our bills uh, keeping the show going and uh, even with uh, the upcoming renovation we're very very excited about all of the things as we approach it 
Uh, it's getting more and more exciting because I'm starting to see things coming to fruition. We're about to start season seven next week. Tonight, if you can believe it, is our sixth anniversary show. Tonight so, is? Tonight is it. Oh, and yeah. I'm on it? And you're here. I feel so special. So there you go. Uh, if you can believe, we've been on the air for six <laughs> years, and next week is going to be our seventh season opener. Wow. So everything is just getting so exciting and, and really looking forward to the things that are to come. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting the show. Appreciated muchly. Mm-hmm. So how you been? Always. Oh, good and stuff. Anything yeah. new? No, not too much. Just been trying to do a lot of catch up on work and. I love ketchup. Uh, oh, sorry. Mustard and yeah. Everything's about food with me. <laughs> yeah, things are getting back to normal. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. You've been able to catch up from the time off from the wedding and. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Getting very back good. there. Getting yeah. back to speed. Normal life. You know what I'm working on right now that is is really really exciting. Um, What's that? To me, because I am <laughs> a programmer. I've been I've been developing my own content management system for some time. Okay. Yes. Loving, loving, loving jQuery and AJAX and mm-hmm. and really getting into um, not just the server side stuff, but doing the client side as well. Doing the the nice AJAX uh, kind of work. Right. So getting kind of sophisticated with the back end and, and just the programming. You're not sophisticated. Just pro- no, yeah. I'm not. I, okay. I just am. A, I I'm just a drone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I have sheets in front of me and I just type in what yeah. they give me to type oh, yeah. in and other people do the same and then they cl- conglomerate it all together Good and stuff. it makes a, a code. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really work that way. <laughs> no, but as a programmer and with the way that uh, things change, let's see if we can fix that microphone. Sorry, folks. There we go. Are we all better? Let's see if that's better, folks. Check one, two. Um, as a programmer, though, in, in a real working environment and always, you know, day after day I'm programming, mm-hmm. a lot of what I what I learn is just from, you know, from at this point, just doing. Right. So Trial getting, yeah, so jQuery's always been there and Ajax has been there for a long time. And so to to really be diving into it with some really advanced stuff has been a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. folks, how how are the microphones doing now? Okay, Jot says that everything's good now. I'm guessing uh, that. Well, that's unpleasant. Sorry about that. Got to get nip that in the bud. That'll be our season seven uh, task to figure out what's been going on with the mic there. Turn my head. How's that? Do you guys hear it when I do that? <laughs> can, can you face that way? Just talk that way the rest of the yeah, show. Okay, I have to do this. <laughs> well, guys. Sorry about I like that. it. It's All good right. now, though, right? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. So you, everyone you says, oh, it sounds good. Like, yeah, sounds good now. Just stay like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of programming, tonight we're going to have some fun in the uh, Linux terminal. I thought it would be a lot of fun, and I think you're going to find it the same. Uh, if you're not a programmer, it's okay. Um, there, this is something that you're going to be using. If you're on Linux, you're, you're going to love just playing around and, and uh, learning your way through um, doing some of this stuff. Tonight we're going to start with some of the basics. We're going to get into multitasking in the Linux terminal, so actually multitasking your terminal application, and then also developing uh, a PHP script that is going to be executable uh, from within terminal. All right. So let's uh, bring up, I'm going to bring up my computer screen here, and Krista is going to be utterly amazed at the things that we're about to learn. And, and Yes. We're going to just hear her saying, oh, Ooh. that's awesome. Ah. Yeah. So that when everybody watches <laughs> back at this, they'll be like, wow, that girl sitting there is really interested in the things that is being taught. See, you set the bar so high now. 
I did. Okay. I did you guys should just get into it then. Okay. I, like, you ready? Take a nap. All right. Here we go, folks. <laughs> Hello to the chat room. It's so good to see you. As I nudge you aside. Okay. We're going to go into our terminal. I'm going to jump onto my desktop. That's how I do it. I'm going to make a directory called script Ooh. with a capital S. Watch what happens when ah. I hit enter. Thanks, Krista. <gasps> there it is. Wow. <laughs> All right. Too much. Should I dial? Oh, it that's back? that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> I'll dial it back a little. But at least just you know, just I'm trying. Okay. Try to 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 make it seem interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was. That's, oh, thank okay. you, well. thank you. Okay, so Bash is basically you know here we are in the Linux terminal and we want to create a code. So what we're going to do is go nano, which is the editor that I've installed. You can install that by going sudo apt-get install nano. Enter your password. And you'll see, I've already got it. It's the latest version. So nano as my text editor, or you can use pluma or gedit if you want. But we're going to do everything in the terminal today, uh, just for kicks. So I'm going to go, uh, and let's create our first file. Let's create something to, actually, let's just call it our uh, test.sh file. All right. So the first thing that we need to do when we're scripting a, a, an application uh, script in Linux is we need to do a, uh, well, what, what was it that... Uh, William Hung did. What was it? I, I actually cannot. I cannot help you out with this one. She bangs. She bangs. Oh, that's William Hung. Okay. Uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we need a she bang. There it is. That's what that is. It's a hash bang or a number sign and an explanation point for the novices. All right. So we've done that and we go slash bin bash and that just tells it okay the shebang the first two characters says okay the, the next thing is telling us what our interpreter is and we're going to run a, a bash script so for this script we can do anything we can go echo hello and then we can save that file with control o in uh, in this application nano and then exit when we've created a script I'm actually going to move that into my folder because I just noticed I put that on my desktop. So I'm going to go MV is move test.sh to, and what did I call the folder? Script, didn't I? Yeah. There we go. CD script. There it is. So test.sh. But you'll see if I do an ls-al that it is not executable. There's my test.sh file, and it, it, it is just read-write and then read-read. So what I want to do is chmod plus x test.sh. Now... You'll see that it is executable. The, the X bit is set. So if I go dot slash test dot sh, it's going to execute and echo out hello. So dot slash means current folder. Test dot sh is the name of my executable script, and there we go. So let's bring it back up to start editing that script, which we've now created as executable. And we can do all kinds of neat things. What I'm going to actually do tonight is we're going to bring up our demo server, which is demo. There we go, demo.cat5.tv slash 016. And you'll see, Krista, that I've stuck a couple of pictures in there. These are uh, you and I, actually, from, I think, episode number 305. Oh, so great so, A photos. Yeah, just a couple of pictures here. There we go. Okay. So you'll see that the photos are quite large, and that's what I wanted, 5.5 megs, 2 megs, 3 megs, and so on. So if I copy the link location of one of those files... Let's go back to our script and we're going to go, we're going to use wget to grab that file. wget and we're going to 
paste in the name of the file. So what that script would now do is it would just grab that file to the current folder. So if I exit and I run that script dot slash test dot sh, you'll see that it's actually started downloading that file. So now if I look at the folder, I've got my script, but I've also got the, the file that I just downloaded using my script. Okay. So I'm going to delete that. So some of the things that we're covering tonight are just going to be proof of concept. And I'll just say some, it may not be, you know, I'm not showing you how to write a particular script, giving you some very basic uh, samples of how, you know, the mindset behind creating something that uh, you can grow into whatever you want it to do. That's where things get fun is when you get creative and you start creating, inventing. So I'm going to copy each of the file names, go back into my script. And we can w get the next one, and then w get the next one, and so on and so forth. w get the next one, and luckily I have only put five photos in here, so it's not going to take too long to do this. Okay. There we go. Haven't duplicated any. That's good. One of the things I want to do, just for the sake of this demonstration, you wouldn't want to do this in a real working environment, I'm going to actually cap off the speed of wget. The reason for that is we're going to get into some examples tonight that I want you to be able to compare apples to apples. And if my internet is super fast for one download and super slow for the next for whatever reason, maybe because of the feed or whatever, um, that would give you an apples to oranges scenario because it might look like it's faster, but it's actually the, the internet speed fluctuating. Right. So we're going to hard set our internet speed on wget. We're going to do that with dash dash limit dash rate equals 200k. That's going to limit the download speed to 200 kilobits per second. I'm going to copy and paste that over and over again to each wget command. There we go. And so what we've effectively done is we've created a script that says, okay, I'm going to grab these five files. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to limit it to 200k per second. And we're only doing that for the sake of the example. So with wget, there's a couple things we can do. One of the things I want to do is output the file name. So we'll just call this file1.jpg. We'll call this one... That's dash O, and it's capital O, not a zero. That's for output file. Dash O, 3.jpg. The reason I'm doing this is so that we can run this script multiple times and we're not going to get multiple copies of the files. It's instead going to overwrite uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5.jpg. So before I run this script, because we know it's going to take a little bit of time because we've limited the uh, speed, let's actually make it so that our script tells us how long the execution takes so that we've got something to, to compare to. Um, so here tonight, what I'll do is I'm going to just set a really, really simple timer. Uh, way I can do that is uh, I'll create a start time of, notice what I'm doing here, and I'm going to explain this, date and then plus percent s there. Okay, so you see that that particular, it's kind of like an apostrophe, but it's pointed from the top left to the bottom right. That's just under your escape key on your keyboard. And what that's telling it is, okay, start is the variable that we're creating. Then that particular character says, okay, we're ex executing this command. So we're not actually creating a variable that contains date plus percent s. We're creating a variable that contains the output of that command. So if I actually exit this, I've saved. If I exit and I type that, date plus 
percent s that's what we're doing is we're creating a unix timestamp for the actual time at that very moment if i run it again it's now gone up by six seconds okay so we're creating a variable that contains the unix timestamp and it's called start so then at the end of the script we're going to create another variable we're going to call this end and we're going to do exactly the same thing date plus percent s apostrophe and then end the command and then we need to do a comparative so we've got these two things so when the script started running the script and then when the script ended this is how we can time a script in a very very easy way so now we're gonna go echo dollar sign end minus dollar oh, pardon me end minus dollar sign start notice the brackets the dollar sign at the beginning that's telling us to actually execute this mathematical equation and then it will actually output how many seconds it takes in order to run this particular script. And then we'll go echo done. Okay. So if all goes well, I'm gonna, I've saved that, control O, and now I'm going to run that script again, dot slash test dot sh, and you'll see it's going to start grabbing those files. So it's grabbing uh, the first one and it's saving it to one.jpg. And you'll see that it's limited to 200k, so that we're comparing apples to apples here when we get our output with regards to the timestamp. So that's going to take a couple of moments in order to download because of the, uh, the limit that we've given it. So what we've effectively created here, Krista, is a synchronous, a non-multitasking script. So basically it does this, it waits. It does the next step, and it does it. It's sequential, so everything that happens happens in sequence. Right. So, the concept that I want to demonstrate tonight is to actually say, okay, well, we're w getting a whole bunch of files. Why are we waiting for one file to finish before we start the next file? We have a multitasking environment. Why don't we actually download them all at the same time? Okay. So that's what we're going to show you. Oh. Still going. Tricky. It's on to four .jpg. So we've got one more. Looks like we're good. Oh, looks like I've messed up the last line. So you notice, though, 68 seconds is what that took. Let's check what I did on the last line. Five. Okay, let's just kill the last line because it didn't execute. All right. So we know from that test, we're gonna, I'm just going to mark this down, it took 68 seconds, so one minute and eight seconds to run. Okay, so what we can do now is editing that script, let's create a multitasking environment within our script. We're going to make this script asynchronous, and the way that we're going to do that, we're going to go to the end of the line, and we're going to add an ampersand. And that ampersand says, okay, we're going to run the next command at the same time, and we're going to run the next command at the same time, and we're going to do the same one. We're going to download all four of these files at the same time. But then, here's where you got to think a little bit strategically, because all those things are happening at the same time, but what happens now, end is going to execute. And so, well, if these things happened at the same time, and they happened immediately after start, then end is going to happen immediately after start, because these things are running asynchronously. They're running all at the same time, multitasking, multi-threaded. And so end is going to be less than a second later, then start, even though these tasks are still executing. So the way to avoid it jumping straight to the next command before these things have finished is we want to use the command wait. 
And Wait says, anything that is multitasked before this point, let's wait until those four things have completed, or however many things it is, and then we can proceed with the rest of the script. So I'm going to save that, control O, and hit enter, and then exit, and now let's run that script again. We were at 60, 68 seconds the first time, test.sh. You'll see that the output is a little different because it's running all of them on top of each other, all four files downloading at the same time. There we go, some of them have completed. And because these are running at the same time, we're going to be cutting down our execution time of the script ex exponentially. So then what's the downfall of running them all at the same time? There you go, 28 seconds. So we're 40 seconds less. I guess, you know, if you're, if you're smart about it, there's not going to really be a, a downfall um, because you're going to limit how many tasks are running at once. Of course, if the tasks are going to be using a lot of CPU power, you can use top or htop to see how many resources you're, you're putting on your server. But in this case, if I were downloading, say, 100 files asynchronously, I'm going to be using a lot of bandwidth on right. my internet connection. So then I can cleverly think, okay, well, I've limited it to 200K per stream. Mm -hmm. So between five files, you know, that's about a meg per second, mm -hmm. right? So with a 120 megs download service that I have, I'm nowhere near my cap, so I'm still good to download however many files. I could be downloading 200 files asynchronously okay. and it wouldn't max it out. So um, so not a lot of downside to it. But we wouldn't run too many things asynchronously or multitasking because it would use more resources. So 28 seconds from 68 seconds multitasking indeed speeds up the task a lot. Okay, Because everything's happening at once. So now that we've downloaded the files asynchronously, we've waited... Now, let's mogrify them. We learned this a couple of shows ago. Dash resize, uh, 640 by 360 star dot jpg. And let's make sure that the case is dot jpg lowercase. That's good. And then ampersand, because we're multitasking, and we're going to wait. So mogrify is going to happen, and then everything's going to execute. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to output that file and exit to my terminal, and I'm going to delete all of the files that have currently downloaded so that we can see this actually happen. I'm going to execute that script, which is going to download all four files at the same time, and then it's going to take those files and it's going to resize them with Mogrify to a maximum of 640 pixels wide and 360 pixels high. You see, if I open one right now, because I can do that, it's 3500 by 1969. Now it says the image has been modified because obviously it got through the entire process. If I reload, well, let's wait for it. It's still going actually. So quite a massive image. There it goes. Mogrify is taking place. And if I open it now, you'll see it's only 640 by 360, the exact same image. So it downloaded everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. It waited until that download process was complete because you can't resize it if it hasn't finished downloading yet. And then once it was finished downloading, it resized everything to a maximum of 360 by, or 640 by 360 and then waited until that was done and then told me how long it took, which was only 31 seconds. That's what the script tells me here on my screen. 31 seconds is all that took. There it is. So 
that's pretty exciting when you realize that you can you can actually create scripts that run certain commands at the same time because a lot of times that's advantageous if you're transferring files down and then uploading files at the same time you can do them all at the same time you don't have to actually wait for one process to be complete it's been really really helpful just as a good example our transcoder server as it's encoding the the next episode it's already uploading the previously encoded uh, files right so it's doing all these things at the same time um, in a sane way that makes sure that you know it's not overtaxing the server but it's also getting a lot done Mm -hmm. in very little time so that's pretty cool i think so next step, I told you I'd like to take a look at PHP as well and what we can do with that. And what's neat about PHP is you can actually run it. A lot of people don't actually know this. You can run it as an actual executable program because PHP is, again, another interpreter. So in order to do that, watch this, we need a couple of things on our, on our computer. sudo apt-get install. We're going to need PHP5-CLI which is command line interface. Now, I've already got the newest version, so I'm good to go. All right? Um, because we're working with grabbing files off of the server, I'm also going to want something called curl. And curl is a, a, a tool that allows me to transfer files from an outside server safely and get the um, data from an, another server. So in this case, we're going to actually pull data from demo.cat5.tv slash 016. And so I want to use the curl tool in order to do that. So I'm going to go sudo apt-get install, and we're going to need, I'm not sure if we needed curl itself, we probably could use it, uh, but PHP 5-curl will likely install that as well. Um, There you go. And again, I've already got the newest version installed, so I'm good to go, but I want to show you those steps so that you know that that that's necessary. So now that I've got PHP 5-CLI installed, I can go where is PHP and hit enter. That's going to tell me where my PHP executable is, which is user bin PHP. We're going to need that for our interpreter. So nano test.php. And watch what's different here. We're not going to start our PHP file like that. We're going to instead do a, what's it called? She bangs, uh, she yeah. bangs. Okay, and it was user bin PHP. So that is going to become our interpreter. So now I can go PHP, and I can use PHP commands to go uh, dollar sign Krista equals hello. Yeah. (laughs) Now I can go echo dollar sign Krista, output that, exit, and remember what we need to do because it's a script. If I do ls-al, it shows me that it is not executable, so I'm going to go chmod plus x test.php and then dot slash test.php. When I execute that, what did it do? It actually outputted the value of the string Krista, which is hello. So you see that we're actually executing PHP code as an executable script. That's awesome. Especially when we consider, okay, if we look at this, this is the index of these files at slash 016 on demo.cat5.tv, and feel free to Um, do exactly what I'm showing you tonight if you want to learn how to do this kind of really cool stuff. We're going to use curl to get the file list. Uh, We're going to take a a break for the news, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to actually load through PHP. We're going to get the list of files from the server so that I don't have to manually copy and paste the file names. We're going to create an array based on the output of Apache there uh, with the list of the file names, and then we're going to 
run the exact same thing. We're going to download those files with wget. We're going to do it asynchronously, and we're going to mogrify it all automatically generated instead of instead of us having to code it manually. Good stuff. So, that's cool. <laughs> This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for joining us tonight. Are you ready? Oh, I think they're ready. I'm All right. Ready. All right, folks. Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. I'm pretty sure Robbie intentionally wanted me to read this story. Now, why would I do yeah. that? All right. I read it begrudgingly. The Apple promotional video says that your fingerprint is one of the best passwords in the world. The technology within Touch ID is some of the most advanced hardware and software we've put into any device. Yet, within just a few short days of launch, the technology has been hacked. What? <laughs> Try not to act too excited. Yes. Oh, we're not talking about your nosy roommate accessing your phone by touching it to your finger while you're asleep. The hack is so serious, the hacker can access your phone with a simple photograph of your fingerprint as taken from your glass. A group known as the Chaos Computer Club demonstrated that a fingerprint of the phone user photographed from a glass surface was enough to create a fake finger that could unlock an iPhone 5S secured with Touch ID. The photograph of the user's print was cleaned up, inverted, and laser printed at 1200 dpi onto a transparent sheet with a thick toner setting then pink latex milk or white wood glue was smeared into a pattern creating by created by the toner on a transparent sheet removed removed from the transparency touch the uh, touch the phone's touch id sensor and presto you're in that easy hey yeah that's wild that's it's like they've cool. used a, a laser printer as a form of a 3d printer because, yeah, on, uh, you remember on transparencies, I used to use it with overhead projectors and stuff, and I had mm-hmm. a laser printer. And that's right. The toner is, you can feel it. Yeah, it's, it's beveled. Bumped. Mm-hmm. So if they then lay out glue and it creates the, the mm-hmm. actual thumbprint. What if, uh, just, just thinking off the top of my head here, what yeah. if you don't have fingerprints? Like, what if you accidentally had, like, like a... Like People a, a knife cutting accident or something, and you just don't have. And you lost all ten fingers or Toes. hands. <gasps> if you don't have hands, then you can't get into your phone. But why would you be using a smartphone without hands? That's really awkward. Siri, 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 I said, pizza place, pizza place. I uh, yeah, I don't know how to this how far serious. to take that one. Artificial hands that don't have fingerprints. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's a good idea in in the first place. I mean, it seems well, here's have, one thing. They have HP is it HP? I don't know. Computers that have it as well though, that touch that they've had it for quite a I while. I know, but that's it's a gimmick and nobody really uses it. Not that I Could they track down criminals? Could they track down criminals? Well, here's the question is if they have a smartphone, an iPhone 5S, mm-hmm. where is their fingerprint being stored? Government. So, yeah, is the NSA <laughs> monitoring every time they open their phone and say, "Oh, there he is, track him. <laughs> Robbie Ferguson just turned on his iPhone, and we finally tracked the guy down, that scumbag. And then they they follow your text. In cahoots with Apple. And what you're looking at online. Who knows? But is it really safe to have that kind of technology in your phone? What happens if somebody reverse engineers it and is able to read your fingerprint and then generate with a laser printer and some wood glue <laughs> something to be able to take over your life? Darn wood glue. If you don't have fingerprints to answer your question, Heather, you just need a laser printer and some that wood glue. That make your own fingerprint. That's what you're saying. Just borrow one just from bor- some from a picture of <laughs> hey, someone's buddy. glass. Just go to the local pub and get all the fingerprints you need. There you yeah, go. Yeah, or just borrow mine. There you go. 
Uh, take a picture of that. There you Good go. thing we're only at 1280 by 720, huh? <laughs> it's just fuzzy. Just fuzzy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it'd still work. Check this out. Good news for Ubuntu fans. Oh, you're so oh, happy. Oh, yeah. Well, for the past week, HP has been stocking two new Ubuntu Linux laptops in over 1,500 of its stores in China. The news arrived less than two weeks after Dell also expanded the number of its retail outlets carrying Ubuntu devices. Both of HP's latest Ubuntu-powered offerings are relatively similar in specifications, offering Intel i3 to i5 processors, 2 gigabytes of RAM, and between 500 gigabytes and 1 terabyte of hard drive storage space. The laptops are available now and start at a price equal to about 640 Canadian dollars. I think it's great, but when are they going to come to do. Canada? Never. Cause I want to see flop. them on the store shelves. And Ubuntu is really... The f- Max will take no, over. No. The fact... Well, what, what do people love about Macs? They love... Awesomeness. Is that it? I need an awesome computer. What you got for me? That's a just Mac? the simplest way to No, that's up. the Apple versus PC argument of the commercials where PC is actually Microsoft Windows. So now you put Linux, Ubuntu, with Unity on a mm-hmm. computer... And say, here's great hardware, great software for 640 bucks, mm-hmm. versus that MacBook that's 1700 bucks. You know, add a thousand dollars because I know we've all got disposable income. But honestly, what is it that we like? We like no viruses, uh, not the threat of getting viruses. We like stability, mm-hmm. rock solid nature of the architecture, the fact that it's screaming fast and it stays that way because, like. Mac and Linux, they are non-fragmenting file systems, so you don't have to defragment your hard drive because they never get fragmented. So if that's why I'm spending $1,700 on a MacBook, the App Store, sure, the apps are rich and iTunes mm-hmm. is you know, a pretty popular piece of software because it's been forced on people, but you know, and you want your iTunes library, but that can always be you know something that you can migrate over to Linux. This isn't fair. I can't argue I'm gonna on save the show bucks. because of the show. I, I'll beat you I down. I fail every time. No, we're not arguing. We're just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. <laughs> get out. <laughs> she agrees about the max. No, I think what we're experiencing, what we're seeing, is a transition to high quality computing that is <coughs> affordable, mm-hmm. and it's killing Apple. Why are they bringing out the new iPad Minis and the cheaper iPhones that are made of plastic? Because they're realizing that there's a market that is huge that they're not tapped into and it's damaging them Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned because that's never what Apple was. Apple was always the high-end hardware. They were always the the rock-solid architecture. They switched to Intel. That's fine. But now they're the same thing as all these PCs because they're running the same hardware, just different software. So stick Linux on it. Sell it in the store. It's $1,000 cheaper. I'm all there. Moving on. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, check out the chair. It looks like Captain Kirk's. Yeah. Yeah, uber cool. All right. Red Sea Entertainment has just launched Tremor FX Home using the same technology found in select high-tech movie theaters. Of course they have. Pulsating actuators embedded in a chair, which are triggered by the sounds from movies or video games. The seat works... Uh, yeah, the seat works with any home theater system using a wireless transmitter plugged into an HDMI outport on the receiver. Hmm. Depending on the sound's pitch, you feel vibrations in different locations. Uh, for example, uh, the bass sounds like a 
big boomy explosions uh they're felt lower and then tiny little gunfires are felt higher up like hmm. many high-end home theater components this technology doesn't come cheap of course a four chair set equipped with tremor fx starts at only twenty thousand dollars you can buy a small car with four chairs in it that vibrates when you rev the engine Yes, but this was what? like massage chairs. Slash no, it's just it vibrates to the music. Slash comfy. You're watching the chipmunks, and based on you what can, I'm hearing here, it's just resonating in your like, head. Well, I when I was a teenager, or you just watched Jurassic Park though, and it's like boom, 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 and then you're just it's like a massage. That's true, but I went to the thrift store as a teen because uh-huh. that's what you do. You got to you got to survive, and I got myself a little. Um, pull out couch thing. Okay. It was clean. Yeah, sure. Cool. I got underneath it and I stuck two big old 12 inch subwoofers. And I ran those into an Axiom sub output. Mm-hmm. And it's, it had a crossover and everything. And I had that for $12. And you're telling me it's $20,000 for four chairs. It looks leather. It's pleather. I mean, come on. Who knows? And there's that gold thing on Mine it. was. Vinyl. What's that gold thing? It looks like this is a cup holder. It looks Ooh, like with maybe like LEDs. a side table with an LED cup holder, or maybe so it's like volume it control. Who knows? But couldn't you just make it yourself with a couple of subs? You don't get that cup holder. You don't get the cup holder, but you could for another four ninety nine with LED lights. With LED lights. Hey, I got one more story for you. You're gonna love this, Krista. Mm. Gaming consoles are doomed. This is awesome. Check it out. (laughs) Yesterday, Valve announced they are releasing Steam OS. It's a free Linux-based operating system designed for the TV and the living room. Steam OS promises in-home streaming of your Steam games right to your TV, uh, streaming music and video, and the family sharing features that we talked about last week that allow everyone in the family, all the devices, to be able to share the games. Steam OS is going to be available soon as a free download, and also they're going to be offering it as a freely licensable operating system for manufacturers, so they can include it in their console. This is the first of three big announcements this week from Valve. They are going to be doing the next announcement tomorrow. So check cat5.tv slash valve. Bookmark that. The announcement is going to happen. The countdown is there. You'll be able to follow the developments. But with this, I think one of the announcements that we're going to see, hypothetical situation, could it be a Steam box? Could they be bringing out their own gaming console? There are two more announcements happening this week, folks cat5.tv slash valve exciting days yeah he's excited yeah <laughs> you guys are interested you can get the full stores at category5.tv slash newsroom the, uh, the category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our community of viewers and if you have a news story you think is worthy of on air mention you can email us at newsroom at category5.tv from the Category 5.TV newsroom, I'm Krista Wells. Thanks, Krista. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our website is www.category5.tv. So nice to have you here. And I hope you're enjoying yourself tonight. All right. Back to our feature. We're looking at mm-hmm. how to 
create a PHP script to do everything that we're doing. All right, check this out. Back to my script. So we've learned to execute PHP code. Now what we want to do is we actually want to get this list. Imagine not having to go copy link location. I've only got five files. Imagine if you had 100. Imagine if you had 50 even. It would just be time-consuming and annoying. That's why I like to automate things when I program. I love automation. So we're going to use curl, which I've already installed. We're going to create a curl uh, variable here. We're going to just init curl. Just like that. I'm going to post all this code for you on the show notes for episode number 314 if you want to follow along. I'm going to try to do this without any... I'm doing this longhand. I'm going to try to do it without any uh, syntax errors. We'll see what we can do. I'm going to set up the options for curl. So this is where we're going to tell it the URL, which we're going with demo.cat5.tv slash 016. And we're going to actually load from that site. Bear with me as I get through my options to load an external site through curl. And what this is going to do, notice we're not using file or file get contents because if we did that, we might run into security violations that would break the script and make it so that it doesn't work because that can often be a security exploit. So we're going to avoid that altogether. We're going to use curl to get around it. Okay, so I've got everything set up. Now I'm going to actually load my data. I'm going to call the string data, and we're going to go curl exec, and we're going to actually execute the command above, which is ch. So now, well, first of all, I should close curl. Close that off the connection here. And now if I print r, which is to output the array, I'm going to print r data. So that should contain the contents of that Apache script now. There it is. So that is actually like a view source of that Apache script. So those are the links that we want to actually parse. So now that we've got that, Control-K to delete a line. And then here we go. So we're going to actually parse that up. I'm going to clean up the code. First of all, we're going to strip out a bunch of, you know, if there's anything that we need to clean up, I'm going to call this, we'll go cleaned equals strip tags. And then we'll just simply clean up the output, which was data. And we're going to omit our ahrefs, leave those ones intact. Now we're going to do a preg match, which is going to use, um, we're going to actually do a little bit of regex here. You don't need to follow along with me. I'm going to really quickly type it in as fast as I can without making any syntax errors. Do some regex to take an href and create a two-part array. So with this regex, we're going to create an array that stores the full link, including the ahref, so that we can use it for whatever, but also just the file name. Okay? okay. This is going to be fun. <laughs> no, this <laughs> regex is never fun, folks. I am kidding. Okay, preg match all. This is the PHP command that we're going to do. And here we go. I, I can't talk through this. Krista, talk amongst yourself. Amongst myself? Oh. Well, there's people listening got to be interesting. I can say yeah. whatever I want about Rob right now because he is concentrating so hard. Ah, come on, Carrot. Where are you? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, href. Yeah, okay. So, and then we need a carrot and a slash. 
Yeah, all right. Oh, we're just kind of discussing in the chat room here all the extra features that chair must have. I think it would be awesome. In order to be $20,000. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. Is there a toilet in there? Yeah, that's part of the discussion. <laughs> Is there a smart there toilet? Be, we think it should come with a toilet. Definitely a cooler, toaster oven, small butler. If all went there. <laughs> this should output two matches if I haven't done any syntax errors. There we go. Okay, so I've created an array with regex. That the first array is the actual ahrefs that it's found. The second array is just the file names that it's found within the href. Okay, so that's what we've done with regex there through a preg match all. Now what I want to do is I want to actually get out. I just want the data that I need. So we're going to use a for each. We know that this is a, an array, and if it's not, who cares? We don't need to do an if uh, is array. We don't need to do any of that stuff. We're just going to go for each because we don't really need all the error handlers and stuff. I'd love to teach you all that. but Okay, so we're going to for each matches as dollar sign file name. So what we're doing is we're doing a loop through the array called matches, which I just showed you. And if I go echo... Dollar sign file name dot php eol, which is a, an end of line, which is a carriage return output in terminal, and I run that, you'll just get uh, array to string conversion. File name is an array, is it? Well, beg your pardon. It should be. I should be looping through. Notice matches is a two-part array, so matches. I should actually be foreaching through matches one. That's why it's giving me an array error. Okay, so if I run that now, you'll see a list of the the actual file names. Okay, so we've got the ability to echo out the file name, so now we want to actually do something with that. So we know that we want to use wget to get that file, so let's just create an output string, and we're going to go .equals so that we're appending to an existing string, which we're going to create right here, dollar sign $output equals just an empty string. Okay, we can't append to a string that isn't created, otherwise it's going to create errors in our PHP log because it's going to tell us that the uh, the variable doesn't actually exist to append to in not as easy to understand terms it does that. So we're going to go wget just like we did, dash dash limit dash rate equals 200k http colon slash slash demo dot cat 5 dot tv slash 016 slash apostrophe dot dollar sign file name is the file name that we have and that is going to add the file name to the end of that line so now I want to go dash O and we're going to output to uh, let's just do dollar sign file name so that's going to save it to the local folder as the file name I don't have to go through the one two three four and then space ampersand is going to multitask it and we need to have a carriage return at the end of that line when we output it. So that's what it looks like. But we have a problem here because you remember that matches was actually showing us some of the, the stuff here, the ahrefs that we don't want, like that question mark C equals N. So that would actually, it'll actually try to download that. So let's use a very, very simple STRISTR to dis determine whether or not this is a JPEG file. And what that means is to search within a string in case sensitive. So if STRISTR, search within a string in case sensitive, that's what the I stands for. If STRI, STR, and it's haystack needle, so we need file name first, comma, and then dot JPG, and here we can go JPG, 
JPG, JPG because we're doing an in-case sensitive search. Then we're going to add this to output. So only if it's a .jpg file do we actually create this output that says wget. So now if I at the end of this go echo dollar sign output, save that and run my script, you'll see that we have all these wget lines. See that? And it's exactly like what we were creating manually, but we're actually obtaining these automatically through curl and then outputting them. So now how do we execute that? Well, we're going to edit that a little bit further and let's use simple PHP to append to our output here at the beginning. We're going to go, okay, first of all, you know what? We need to save it as a file. Here's where things get interesting. Let's go file output contents and we're going to create a file called uh, phputput.sh. Remember, we're creating an sh file from within PHP. This is cool. Comma, dollar sign, output. So if I do that now and execute that, watch what happens. There's not going to be any output. Oh, called undefined file output contents. Oh, my mistake. File put contents, of course. Doing things on the fly. There. Notice it didn't do anything, but if I do an ls, you'll see that there's now a php output.sh. And if I cat that, which is to look at the contents of the file, it is the commands. What's it missing? There's no crunch bang. Right? So we need to have the shebang at the top of that file. We're not going to edit the file. Let's use our PHP script to actually do this. So in the file, out, uh, file put contents, there it is. Okay, before output, I'm going to go apostrophe and then shebang bin bash. Okay, dot php eol, so next line, and then output. And then because it's multitasking, what do we need is a dot php eol for next line. And then a dot and wait. Remember that wait, because if we execute this, everything's going to all cascade and happen all at the same time, and then we're absolutely messed because everything's just happening all at once. Okay, so I'm going to output that file, and if all went well, I'm going to run dot slash test dot PHP. It executed, no errors. There's the file, cat PHP output dot SH, and you'll see that it starts with a shebang, bin bash, and it knows what it is that it's supposed to run. And there's the wait, which doesn't have a carriage return after it, so it immediately returns here, but that's fine. Okay, so now let's create a new script. We're going to call this one final.sh, and this is what's going to actually make all the magic happen. Bin bash. This is a bash script, right? So we're going to first, we're going to execute our PHP script. What did I call that one again? Test.php. Test.php. So once that's executed, we know that it has a wait command in it, so that's fine. Um, so test.php outputs the script which we want to run, which is um, phputput.sh. Okay. If all goes well, let's see. I'm going to save that. And there's one thing that we need to add to our test.php here. And that is that right now we're putting a file phputput.sh on our hard drive. But what do we notice with an ls-al? 
is that that script, though created, is not executable. It has no executable bit. So within our PHP file, we can actually, upon creation of that file, we can go exec, which is to execute a bash command, and then apostrophe is not that one because we're not in a bash script, we're in a PHP script. We're going to go chmod plus x php output.sh. So now if I run .test.php, it's created the script. If I do an ls-al, you'll see that php output.sh is executable. Okay, so now nano, our final.sh. So now we know that that script is executable. And now mogrify dash resize 640 by 360 star.jpg. Save that. Echo done. <laughs> there we go. So now chmod plus x final.sh. And what is that? That is our final script. It is going to connect out, get the list from Apache, download everything asynchronously, multitask, then wait, and then it's going to mogrify everything and resize it to a maximum of 640 by 360. Wow. There it goes. That sounds pretty impressive. So all of those things, not to show you how to do this specific thing, but really... When you understand some of the underlying concepts, and you may have to watch this, series, uh, this particular episode a few times to, to really grasp all of the things that were covered, I'll certainly post things. That's done, just so you know. So you see that when I echo done at the end, it is done. And if I open any of these files, you'll see that the file size is a maximum of 640 by 360. So that one maxed out at 360 height. And so every file downloaded and, uh, and worked. There you have it. So... Um, Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to cram into an hour. I know that it was just go, go, go. <laughs> Hope that you enjoyed it. And I'm sorry that we didn't get to your, to your questions or even to, we didn't get to chat a whole lot. No, Phew. That was his plan. That was my plan. Yeah. Give her a, an easy evening. Hope you had fun tonight, <laughs> folks. And uh, get your questions into us. It's live at category5.tv. Uh, I'm going to be hanging around in the chat room after the show for a little bit. If you want to join us there, it's category5 on Freenode. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll certainly say hello. Uh, pop us an email live at category5.tv and uh, let us know what you thought of the show. And have mm-hmm. a fantastic week. I can't believe that hour is gone. Well, you talked a lot. I did. I My mouth is dry. Are your hands cramping? I was, I was typing, 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 and I haven't drank all my water. <laughs> but I made it, and I had no syntax errors in, in the end. Good for you. Which is really good. I didn't bring any lollipops or, oh. or gold stars. Gold star, right there. Sorry. Yeah. Back of my head. Sorry. Next time. Next time. All right. Well, Sasha Dermatis is going to be joining us next week. Don't miss out on a very, very fun show as we start uh, season seven. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary to us. Season s- six is done. And we are now Phew. six years old. Phew. So I'm old. six. I'm six. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. See you guys. Krista, thanks for being here. Not a problem. See you thanks for having me. Yep. Nice. Put it up with me. Mm hmm. <laughs>
Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.